We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right, thank you for joining the ESBC podcast, where the purpose of the podcast is always, like I always say, to make me money. And the reason I say it that way is because uh, there's so much lying going on, right? There's so much uh, disingenuous information. Uh, we were told as kids that uh, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny were real. We found out, uh, you know, uh, that they're not real, right? And then we said, okay, what else is our parents lying to us about? Right. So it becomes a big mess. And then it goes on and on and on. Uh, we were told, you know, Pfizer, there wasn't any side effects. Right. So my, my wife, my wife's been sick off Pfizer and I was, I never get sick. And the only reason I got sick, I did to myself, Pfizer. And I slept a lot more, you know, people react differently. And I was really in denial how sick I was. We were lied to. We were told that, hey, you vote for me. I'm going to eradicate COVID, right? Well, guess what? COVID is going to be with us forever. Now he's saying, well, one shot every three years. That's not eradication. That's one shot every three years. So we're lied to, lied to, lied to. So here, uh, we don't have a knocking on the truth. This is not a cult, right? <laughs> There's no such thing as a lock. However, we give you what we see based on our perception because we know our perception the highest level of certainty is 80%, which is probability theory, decision science. I have an MBA, securities licenses. I run three successful businesses. So what does that mean to do for you? What is the outcome? Jason has done a very good study on what the outcome is. He's one. Uh, we've gotten reports the last three years of the podcast, people winning their football pools whether it's fantasy, whether it's uh, against the spread, right? People are winning money. We're contributing to the economy. And uh, listeners and people who listen to the pod podcast uh, have been giving us tips. Like the Australian Open started and a listener of the podcast gave me insight on betting the first rounds of the Australian Open that I never would have known without the podcast. Then it goes on to Jim, right? Jim and Scott giving me insight that I didn't know, right? That as far as uh, fantasy football and what, where it is the part that bleeds over into betting on games and, uh, you know, what people are thinking out there, what the market is, what the betting market is. 
So what we do is we give you sports finance. Every single podcast is a business meeting. And every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. So we gave you the purpose, right? Uh, part of the purpose is collaboration, okay? Uh, the Chinese say that communism is better than capitalism because in uh, communism, they collaborate uh, better, right? So we, we kind of beg to differ. I know that every time I've had a bunch of winning tickets, people have come up to me and said, hey, uh, how'd you do that, right? Uh, you know, uh, this is what I think about this game that I have some insight on. What do you think? So we're kind of amplifying a step further. We're getting ahead of the game. And the result has been for the last 34 straight weeks, a profit. One week uh, compounding on each other. It's like that book by Darren Hardy, uh, the compound effect. Every good decision you make parlays or is stacked uh, on top of the other one and you create compound interest similar to the way a credit card company charges you interest by winning every week, by having a high winning percentage, by using what our definition of arbitrage is, which is straight out of the book, Finra book, when you study for a series seven test that only 30% pass, and I'm not in that 30%, 70% fail. Uh, 10 or more games to take advantage of a market inefficiency and fundamental analysis, which if you watch CNBC, they use technical analysis. No one's ever gotten rich using technical analysis. They've gotten rich selling technical analysis. We use fundamental analysis, which has gotten poor middle-class people rich. And we are of the opinion, I know I am, can I ask Scott if he agrees, is the best way to get out of poverty and the best way to go from middle class to upper middle class to even higher class through capital. Mm -hmm. So this is a story in capitalism and commercial real estate, which the NFL is a commercial real estate company. Notice the streams you're seeing now when you're trying to watch a basketball game about they're, they're switching the Super Bowl. They're switching where the highest and best use of property. Here for us as sports fans is the highest and best use of our time and building relationships, right? My wife has not bought gasoline with non-bending dollars since 2011. And that's the way we had to mitigate, uh, mitigate inflation. So one big mass maxim in business is that if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's why good coach, uh, coaching, good coaches build great coaching staffs, right? We talked about the 2005 Super Bowl, uh, the assistants that were on both sides of that. So here we got two guys that are tougher, smarter than me. Uh, Chad Nolan, the greatness of the Las Vegas Knights, CFL, Arena League, played college football. He's out on assignment, but he'll be back to break the ties. But we got Scott who's a Hall of Fame fantasy guy, always at the top of the leaderboard as far as fantasy is concerned. Who knows how many leagues he's won uh, this year. If he hasn't won them, he's right there. 
He's right there cheating. <laughs> the winner who probably cheated somehow, but he does it on the up and up. <laughs> He's really the winner anyways. All right, Scott, thanks for joining us from the Northeast. We're here on the West Coast. Short thing, short thing. It's been a great year betting-wise and fantasy. Um, and I hit eight out of my 10 over-unders that I bet in September. So, um, Right. Uh, team totals. Team totals. Team win totals. Um, so it's been a great year. It's been a great year for us on the podcast. I know week 18 is the last regular season, but, you know, we'll be here for playoffs. We'll be here for the Super Bowl, right. I think. And then we'll, uh, you know, and then it's basketball until the draft. So, uh, yeah, the, the, every a lot year. Of fun. This has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed this immensely. So that, that's what I want to hear. Just this yeah. fun first. Highest and best use of your time. Because yeah. we also do mental health first aid kit, right? Because my wife's been a psychotherapist for 17 years. She's talked in her field, and you got to be careful with sports betting, right? You have, you know, you control your impulses, right? Antonio Brown couldn't control his impulses, right? He couldn't. He got kicked out of the game. He went nuts. So we can't go nuts ripping tickets and anger. So that's why we bet 10 or more games. It's a big reason, right? Uh, we talk about the value equation, which I pinned in on my Twitter video I did like three years ago, but it's still current today. Psychological factors plus functional factors divided by time and money equals value. Psychological factors, right? For sports betting, it's not ripping tickets in anger. You lose a game because of a bad call uh, by the refs or bad call by the coach or whatever. You're not angry. You're not upset. You're laughing. Yeah. You, you win eight out of 10, right? Eight out of 10, 80%, 52.5% is break even. First thing you learn in business is what are your margins? The bigger margins, uh, the better you are at business, right? So us yeah. being good in business is what that chart you see, right? You see in the bottom of that chart, and I'll have a few more graphics here as we go through the game. Uh, bottom of the chart is 52.5% here, right? Is kind of 60%. We want to get here to 80%. We've done it before. Uh, we want to do it again. Uh, this year, we, we needed to manage more uh, the crazy situation, but we still did, did a lot better than most people. Most betters were at 20%. Yeah. I remember Brent and Jimmy the Greek. They told Jimmy the Greek, you're only 50%. He's like, most betters are 20%. Yeah. Now, on this podcast, we've been 64, 65% for two years. This year, we're at 60%. So we end the regular season this week. Next week, we'll start playoffs, which is a whole new season. We'll start over again. But still, 60% is better than what they call sharks. Sharks are at 59%. So we're a little bit better. And when you're consistently 70% at it, right, that's where you can retire and make a living just off sports betting in its current form. I, mean, I imagine they're going to change it. Because that's what happens. Capitalism or communism it always happens. It's about power, right? Right. Control. And the, other, the other thing is Chad. Chad is missed, even though he's on a side. He's definitely missed. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. He keeps so, us in line. He's younger. Yeah. And that's the thing about diversity. We always say before we get into the games, uh, it's not just gender, right? That's the other thing we're missing. Probably... Uh, we'll recruit. We got to do better recruiting. Get a sharp woman in because female intuition is undefeated. Yeah. 
Anna doesn't even watch sports. But when she makes a pick, you better double down and put 25% on your bankroll. Never bet 25%. But if Hannah's making a pick, she doesn't watch. If she's using psychology, you better go with that. So, but Chad, Chad being, you know, half my age, uh, has some insight. And Chad's actually working out with professional football players. His yep. brother starts for the Oregon State Beavers, Power Five starter, all right? Very rare. Top 1% of football players. And Chad brings that insight, right? He's a disciple of the podcast. He, uh, very cynical, right? Uh, if somebody's a cynical contrarian, you're, that's a personality test. So he was very cynical. So you listen to the podcast. He's like, what? This guy, Josh, is full of shit. I'm going to fade every pick. And that happened to be one of the weeks I went like 80%. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and, and watch Chad, the chance for the Heisman next year. You know, he's going to be on that watch list for, for sure. Beginning of oh, the year. Sure. For the people listening to us, you know, Lee, you, Lee Steinberger. Lee Steinberg, sorry, sir. You live by me. Um. I'm not going to say this one guy's name because um, I'm going to butcher it, but Warren Moon. Yeah. All, you, all those guys, they got two of there, his brother. Uh, can't even client or not client, pushing for the some NFL players that listen to the podcast and follow us. Push Chance mm-hmm. Nolan for the Heisman. Get him to New York. Uh, you got. I was I, I've told him personally that from a selfish standpoint, I'd rather him be a top five pick quarterback than win the Heisman. It's hard to get both. Yep. Maybe uh, hurts it then. But remember, um, Brady was a six round pick. Right. Russell Wilson fourth round pick. You know, Russell Wilson got cheated by uh, O'Brien picking Mike Glennon over him in North Carolina State. <laughs> You know, dumb move, dumb move there. But uh, Mike okay, Glenn, twenty four in the NFL. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Pro Football Focus had Chance Nolan as the top top rated quarterback in the Pac twelve. And these guys know nothing, right? Uh, Kaden Slovis was. I, I laughed when I saw him on the Heisman watch. She's not even close, right? He's half the quarterback chances. Air raid guy, Kurt Warner guy. But we digress. Dallas, first game we're going to look at is we want to get that week. We haven't gotten it yet. We did get it earlier in the season, like second week, about 80%. So we want to make up for it, get them all right, get 32 right, get us right, headed into the playoffs, then college basketball after that, then the NBA playoffs. In between that, I imagine, Scott, uh, you're going to sit with us again for the draft. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 I'll be there. You know, um, That's where it starts. To get that yep. edge and yep. to be better than Sharps and to make the money we're making betting on games and giving the free information to everybody else, it starts early in the draft and we do a lot of research. There's no need to pay 300 we bucks. For we were pretty good on that on the draft this year, so. You know, the four of us. So, yeah, who's controlling, um, who's controlling purse strings and mafias that build, right? No, no. Call business networks, but really mafias that built in every segment of society. 
mafia is just a word used to describe what's going on. And in the draft, it, it becomes crystal clear when you see who's drafted and why. Okay. Uh, here, the 4 5 defense. Reading up on it before the national championship game, this is the current defense that Nick Satan and Bill Belichick are using. Bring in the nickel, and then you have a safety like McCourty. And then you have that guy for Alabama they talked about. Will, whatever. He's the McCourty for Satan. And put the pieces together and pick games. Uh, Dallas minus seven at Philadelphia. Uh, Dallas is coming off a loss. They're really predictive. If you listen to the podcast, and I need to listen to myself, take my own advice. Uh, the question we got from Pat Podbean, and yeah, folks that come on Podbean, welcome to uh, ask questions. Uh, the last couple episodes, people have asked really good questions to help us yeah. kind of look at things that we, we might not have looked at before. Right. 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 So by all means, ask as many questions as you uh, prefer. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Dallas was taking the pedal off the metal. They knew they were getting into the playoffs, and now makes even more sense because uh, Jerry Jones was in on it, right? You say, oh, what do you mean Jerry Jones is in on it? He's on it as far as giving $300 million for SoFi Stadium. They were promised the Super Bowl. Now they're using COVID as an excuse to maybe take it away. What that means is the refs don't have to favor the Rams as much as they have. Maybe they're looking at Stafford, his body breaking down. They need a guy for the suburbs to like, right? Suburbs are not just going to watch people. And you say it's a racial thing. No, it's not a racial thing. It's a common sense thing. Uh, eight mile. It could be eight mile or it could be Dr. Dre. If he's not from the suburbs, regardless of what color he is, the suburbs don't want to watch him, but they like Wes Walker, right? <laughs> Guys like that, uh, Amendola, Tom Brady, uh, Russell Wilson fits that. He isn't your stereotypical black guy, right? Uh, so the suburbs like him. He can go wherever he wants, right? Uh, so to that end, they're taking the pill off the middle and yeah. cruising into the playoffs, resting their guys, tight rotations. So when they say, well, we're going to start our guys because they want to, there's different philosophies. We don't care about the philosophies. What we care is identifying them and then predicting the outcome of what their philosophy is going to net versus a lot of factors. We use, you know, uh, from decision science to everything else uh, to arbitrage, to statistics, key statistics, uh, a lot of different tools in our toolbox to predict these games. So Dallas, they're like, what happened to the Dallas offense? Well, this is not the real Dallas offense. You're going to see the real Dallas offense in the playoffs. Uh, you saw it against Tampa Bay to begin the season because most teams – and I'm going to use film from three or four years 
three or four months ago for the playoffs. You're going to look at your last two months, which I disagree with the great coaches like Valchi already has a whole coaching staff that's going to look at all 16 of your games and come up for a report. But for whatever reason, nobody does that or has the resources. We know Cincinnati does not have the resources, or if they do have the resources, they don't want to use the resources for uh, for that, for scouting teams for months. All right? So to that end, uh, we're looking at Philadelphia covering this. This game is more important for them. It is a home game for Philadelphia. Uh, the line's going down. I'm going to look at the weather of it. It started up at 44.5. Now it's 42.5. And thank you to Jason, who uh, has thanked us because he's done well in his football pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's helping us with the spreadsheet, keep things organized. Because mine was all over the place. Because I own three businesses. And I'm paranoid about hiring <laughs> uh, people or even interns, right? The whole thing has changed these days. Mm-hmm. So last intern I had it upset me because I accidentally said the word Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And her being Jewish. And I'm like, listen, I have Orthodox Jewish clients and friends. Yeah. So I understand. I have, I have to check my emails because if, Somebody sees it, somebody else, they'll try to kill each other. So I understand, you know, I'm not trying to offend anyone, right? I just accidentally said the word Christmas and I'll help her. I thank Jason for helping me out because now I'm paranoid. I'm doing everything myself. Uh, Philadelphia plus seven under 43. What do you think, Scott? I 100% agree. I mean, if you remember the last time these two teams played, Dallas blew them out completely. So I think this is a little revenge factor coming back to Philly. So <clears throat> I like Philadelphia plus the seven, and I like the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Dallas is not playing the status the whole game. They're going to pull them as the game goes on. Dak, right. CD, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, they're all getting pulled as the game goes on. So um, I don't think you'll see a full game out of them. Zeke. May play a couple series and then he's done for the day, night. So Philly definitely has the advantage here. Philly wants to go into the playoffs on a strong note. I think they will. I think they could even win this game based on what happened the last time, but I'm not going to take them on the money line. So I'll go Philly plus the seven and I'll say the, the under hits. I say it's going to be mid 30s in this game. So 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, I like Denver plus 11. Under 45, and this is because of the coaching philosophies and fundamental analysis. You look at corporate governance, right? It's one of the big things that kind of applies to sports betting in the NFL. Yep. It's at home. It's in high altitude. Again, Kansas City's clinched for, for the playoffs. Uh, unless it, the last time I saw uh, Reed cut it loose, and kind of look at what he really is doing. It was a home division game where he scored a lot of points. Uh, he's got the playoffs locked up. He paid a lot of money in the offseason, like Pete Carroll, for a brand-new offensive line, 
spent a lot of money for the key guys he has on defense. He's not going to put him in jeopardy against Denver at high altitude. Where people get tired easy. Uh, Denver has to win just for pride purposes. Uh, analytics is not working football. And I'll give you some statistics when we get to those teams. At one point, I was 28 out of 30. So that kind of helped us get to 65% handle 70, 80% weeks. Because so I was 28 out of 30 in anal analytics teams. Analytics is not working football. You know, make sure it's in, on the newsletter and the written materials. Why? If you have a client with a World Series degree and she's a math major from MIT, and she's the one that explained to me that analytics is not working football. And I went 16 and 0 that year, first year deep Podesta. And I give them credit only in America, right? You fail forward. Deep Podesta has now, I think, been uh, GM for over 20 years using analytics. And he's only been to the playoffs twice. <laughs> One of those times was in Oakland with Billy Bean. And now with Cleveland, he was in the playoffs last year. This year, Cleveland's not in the playoffs. And I don't know about using analytics for working people out. Uh, the, 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 the jury's out on that. Uh, we haven't seen results, right? Uh, Carolina and Cleveland have had a lot of injuries this year. Using analytics and then sports science with Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly coming into the year at UCLA was 11 and 30 using sports science. So I don't know, but we do make money betting against that. Uh, but you have return to the mean. So I think you see a return to the mean with Denver as they've had a couple of rough weeks. But looking at the statistics, their quarterback, Drew Locke, is doing what he's told to do. He's not taking chances, right? He is, is self-preservation. <laughs> he does like to take chances. He has a big arm. Uh, he threw for a lot of yards in college. He's a smart guy. He reads defenses fast. But it's self-preservation. Do what you're told, and your dirt will be turned into gold, right? So he just wants to keep his job. Uh, but in this case, Kansas City's going to play vanilla. Kansas City gave up a lot of points last week. Uh, Spagnolo looked uh, perturbed. Fangio is a great coach. So Fangio didn't sleep this week. Uh, they've lost four of the last five games. Um, five out of the last seven games. And the under has gone one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of the last 10. Remember, highest level probability theory is 80%. So they're the highest level probability to the under. So all those factors and more, right? Because we're using decision science straight out of Stanford, Peter Thiel, Silicon Valley, uh, Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 10 companies use decision science for managers to make decisions because most managers are promoted to their highest level of mediocrity. So you have to have come up with decisions to make decisions. I learned it on my own because growing up and then as a young adult, my mom was the most brilliant businesswoman in the history of mankind. Uh, you know, ran a church with a minister. I said, Mom, think, help me think through this, right? What's a good process for making a decision? She's, she's like, well, why don't you pray on it? I'm like, this has to be 
a better decision-making process. And it led me to decision science. So you identify the problem, you eliminate variables and covariables and variants to get to the, the result. So when you take a shot, uh, uh, a vaccine shot, you're eliminating variables. The flu shot's only 50%, but you're eliminating the five strains they do have in the flu shot. You're eliminating those. You're eliminating variables to get the result, which is being healthy. And then after that, you use logic, right? You hear Chad, he's always using that logic, coming up with a logical conclusion. That's all we could all do based on logic they teach you in school. So applying logic to this, this is leading us, or leading me anyways, to go Denver plus 11, under 45. Remember, 45 is a key number. The average, no matter how much they say about scoring and how much PR, da, 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 at the end of the day, when you crunch the numbers, 45 is the average of an NFL game. So this is going under because Kansas City really doesn't care about this, but they care more is being healthy. Going into the playoffs, making another run in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay won three games on the road. The Glazers willing to pay travel costs. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Scott? I 100% agree. I mean, uh, Kansas City is playing Saturday. They will turn the fortunes of a few teams in the AFC playoff chase, Tennessee, Cincinnati, uh, even maybe Buffalo. Um, right. I think Kansas City will win this game. They will not cover the 11, and it's going to go under. I just think that Denver will play with a lot of pride after getting blown out against the Chargers. Um, they will come ready to play at home, last home game of the season, on a Saturday, all the national crowd to themselves. They're the only game on at that time. So I think that Denver will have a successful time running the ball. This game was only 13 points when they played at Kansas City last game. Right. At Denver, high altitude. Kansas City, if they get up, to a two-touchdown or three-touchdown lead, they'll, they may start pulling people to keep them fresh for the game the following week at playoff game, and that's when Denver will cover the spread. So I take Denver, and I take the under in a low-scoring game. So. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, this year, double-digit dogs have been done as well as they usually have. For me, they covered last year 80% of the time, and a couple times they didn't with Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, right? Uh, you never bet blindly. And uh, situational analysis and situational intelligence is the highest level of intelligence, right? That's why also analytics doesn't work. Fourth and two, uh, Matt Patricia, right? This actually happened to Matt Patricia. Fourth and two, and statistically, on fourth and two, Teams that go for it make it a high percentage of the time. So it's fourth and two, but one of the linemen on Detroit had broken their leg. And they go to Matt Patricia, hey, so-and-so has a broken leg. Uh, and Matt Patricia says, okay, we go fast and go for it. Because that's what the analytics say. But no, so-and-so has a broken leg. He didn't listen. They went to it. He's like, oh, you can do one more play. The guy with the broken leg gets blown up by the defensive end and two-yard loss, right? It's situational. Yeah, it's the analytics. The analytics don't make the decision for you. You have to make the decision yourself 
and you have to look at the situation, right? Because those numbers are not are not factoring in uh, a left tackle with a broken leg, <laughs> right? I'm trying to push off. But Belichick's got him hiding in New England, taking coffee waters. So he's always done that. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. You know, and that's what Stefanowski used to do. Hey, coach of your Minnesota Vikings. But before we get to them, let's go to Detroit. I think they want a top five pick. That's what they always wanted. They got their top five pick. They were headed for the number one overall pick. But I think they're one or two anyways. Green Green Bay, Bay, see, you say, well, how can you get high percentage? Because we've seen this movie before. Before, the head coach of Green Bay used to work for Andy Reid, right? Andy Green mentorship program. Like, Nick Satan has a mentorship program for coaches. Bill O'Brien's his office coordinator and Doug Murrow, right? Coaching rehab. Uh, Andy Reid mentors young coaches. He spends more time to, with his own kids because Andy Reid, there's no such thing as work-life balance. There's harmony, right? But Andy Reid spent so much time with LaFleur and football that he neglected the one kid that committed suicide and the other one who's in jail right now. That he's going to have to sacrifice maybe some off-season time and go to the go to the trial of his son, all right? Give him some support, maybe. Let's see what happens. Uh, that's what I would advise him to do. Uh, the same way I would advise Carr to go see rugs in jail, right? You're supposed to be this big Christian guy. Go see the guy in jail, man. Show that you really are. But most people that wear religion on their sleeves are hypocrites, right? It's better for you to have church in you than you talk about church all the time. Uh, so Detroit, I like him, plus five against Green Bay because it's the same situation. It's a division game. Detroit's happy. Amat St. Brown is doing well. Uh, he's been a pro the whole time. His dad's a pro. His brother's a pro. Uh, he's open, man. He's a professional guy. Get him the ball. Green Bay, even if they say they're playing their starters, just tight rotations. So tight rotations is that a guy who usually plays 40 snaps is going to play 20 to keep his body ready because uh, only one team gets a buy and even Green Bay might get a buy. So uh, Detroit plus the five, uh, people are bending that down. So I would definitely bet the total right now at 45 and look at Detroit plus five, under 45, then remember the average of an NFL game is 45. What do you think, Scott? So you hit it on the first point. Green Bay has the number one seed locked up. They have nothing to play for win, lose, whatever. Right. So the Aaron Rodgers toe injury, they'll pull him. Uh, Devontae Adams, they don't want to get him hurt. Pull him. Aaron Jones, pull him. Uh, so they're going to be playing with all their backups by the, probably the second quarter. So that and your buddy Scott Novak is the referee for this game. So, oh, talking- uh, so that, that's another factor yep. to put the under right now. Yep. Before he even moves anymore. So Detroit wants to go out a winner. You know, they, they, Dan Campbell wants to wants to put his stamp on this game, run the ball a lot with Swift and with um, Jamal Williams and get St. Brown um, as many catches as he possibly can. Right. So, so I like Detroit with the points here, and I like the under. I think this is going to be one of those uh, 20 to 14 games only because Green Bay is going to be playing a lot of backups for the most of the game on offense and defense. Uh, 
you know, the LaFleur's talked about, oh, you know, we don't want to give them extra, we don't want to give our guys extra rest and stuff like that. That's baloney. He does, and he will. So take Detroit with the points, bet it now because it might go down and under 45 and bet that too now before that goes down as well. So that's what my head's at on that game. Right, and that's what we talk about not believing in Santa Claus is the Easter money. Because uh, we're dealing with money, right? So reality is always different than what we hope it is. We over, overestimate our decisions. That's why number one rule of betting, and we have a link on the episode notes to the top 10 rules of betting. Number one rule is do not bet your own team because you overestimate decisions. And it's not about... Because people lie. Everybody lies. Uh, so it's not about what people are saying. It's how they say it, their body language, why they're saying what they're saying. And with Floor being an Andy Reid, Gruden guy, they're all about PR. You know, listen to McVeigh, right? Is that, his, is that his real voice? He sounds very, very fake as you talk. So we're the opposite of that. We try to we keep it real. Um, not for any other reasons, but to make as much money as possible on these games in the highest and best use of our time. Chicago going to Minnesota. Minnesota's coming off a loss. Kirk Cousins is starting. Uh, Minnesota's going to win this game. Uh, the Bears want a better draft decision. The Bears are being sold, so they want no part of I think they're eliminated from the playoffs anyways, but they don't want any part of the playoffs. That's why you see nagging nice and relaxed. Uh, they're not scoring many points either. They're just a tiny bit better than the Giants. Uh, let me see Chicago, how many wins they have. Because every team is given four wins. I'll illustrate it when we get to the Jets. Yeah, they, have five. Four wins. they have five, I think. I think they have five. And, uh... They have five yeah, five wins. All right, so good job by Coach getting one extra win out of their team than was given to them. Uh, what do you think? Is this going to go over the the 44 points? No, I have no faith in Chicago. I'm even uh, – when I when I give my analysis, I'll get to the – there's a couple of things that I'm going to bet on this one too. All right, uh, so I'm going to go get the point, get it to the key number of 45. Yep. And a lot of people didn't know about key numbers because when when you first start, what the hype people say, and if you listen to Jimmy the Greek, right, who misled a lot of people, led people the wrong way. There was the Greek and Brent Musburger about picking games. They were more doing PR more than anything else. Kelly Conway PR, Gensaki PR. Uh, people think, oh, let me bet who the better team is, who has the better players. It's, half of it is pure math. There's guys that I know who get picks from me, get advice from me, and they hate football. All they do is sit there in their cubicle, cubicles with charts. They're picking games, and they even give me money, right? And I'll take their money from them because they're not having any fun watching. I'm like, at least watch the game, have a little fun. Da, 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 da. I'm going to watch soccer, or I'm going to read a book. I'm going to, you know. You know, one guy, one guy really got me. He's, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to take my kid to the park where all the games are. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, <laughs> you just do your chart and make money. Uh, 
so same thing here. It's math. So 45 key numbers, 45, the average score of an NFL game, especially this week, which is really like bowl week, who really wants to show up, so on and so forth. Khalil Mack isn't going to be here. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins does. He's kind of, you know, in the doghouse for not being vaccinated. And again, that's why I tell people, unless you're going to be consistent, don't pull the Christian card out because Christians are not supposed to lie, right? Kirk Cousins has been lying 24-7, right? Same thing as Aaron Rodgers. At least Aaron Rodgers is Trevor religionizedly. <laughs> He's the opposite. So I'm going Minnesota minus the three under 45. What do you think, Scott? I'm with you. Again, I like Minnesota in this spot. I think Kirk Cousins coming back. I think he's gonna he's gonna let it fly uh, in this finale for them and for the Bears. Report out there is that Matt Nagy, the Bears coach, will not be back next year. Um, I read that this morning. So makes too much money, and they're selling the team, so they can cut labor costs a lot. Yeah. So paying him four or five million, they can pay somebody a million, yep. two million to go to the team. Yeah. So this is this is uh, Justin Fields. Rookie quarterback coming off an injury, hasn't played in like two or three weeks. The last time they played Minnesota, he was awful. I think it's going to happen again. The Bears team total right now is 21. Take the under on that. They're not hitting 21. Um, they may be lucky to get in the mid-teens, but, but take the uh, Bears under team total. And a player prop, Justin Jefferson, if it's under 70 yards, take the over. They're going to throw to Jefferson all game long. So those two props I would look at seriously if I was a better. Um, if Justin Jeff if the, the player prop is over 70 with Jefferson, I'd probably leave it alone. Um, but I'm definitely going Bears under team total. I'm taking the Vikings, and I'm taking under in this game. All right, cool. So Very cool. Uh Jacksonville, embarrassed last week. Uh, pro team's not supposed to be this way. Their defense has been on the field all year long. I didn't think it was totally unnecessary what Belichick did, but I can't understand because uh, Kraft's are fans first, right? And I'm, I'm sure Kraft is nostalgic on the better days because you're as old as I am, right? You remember uh, old school quarterback guy who didn't have greatest talent in the world, but made himself a superstar with just the force of his will. And the fact that uh, if you make your first down with your legs three times, you win 70% of the time. Remember Steve Brogan? The neck roll. Yep. I remember him. I remember him. He got, he got to play most... with a broken back and a broken neck right there at the end. He got the most out of his talent. He he ran early in his career. He was a running quarterback. He ran the ball as much as he possibly could. So right. yeah, I remember him. I remember that. He's smart, right? He, he got his company. He was sitting there with his son, uh, and he took a loan out on the team, and he bought a soccer team, and then he bought the stadium. Right, highest investment. That's why I say the NFL is a commercial real estate company, but. Uh, he has his vice, right? And he got in trouble with Robert Epstein. So he's shaking in his boots. 
So he knows what's going on there because now the, the woman got time. She's going to reduce her time and call in uh, Mar Largo, right? People that were in Mar Largo, Jeffrey Epstein. They can't pay Florida cops anymore. This has gone national. Uh, but I digress. Well, that's why Belichi did that big number, right? Last home game for the people who are paying $500,000 for those suites. Inflation's going up. No stimulus this year. Election year, no stimulus. Right. Maybe a recession by March or April. By the time he's trying to get those people to re-up for a million dollar suites at Gillette Stadium. Or they used to call it Gillette. I don't know what they call it now. It's still in Foxborough. No, it's Gillette. You're right. It's Gillette. Still Gillette Stadium, yeah? Yep, still Gillette. Uh, so pro teams don't get blown out two weeks in a row. Indianapolis are not world beaters. Indianapolis will win the game. Wentz will get it out. But I, I expect Jacksonville and uh, Bill Belichy, who knows? Maybe he knows what he's doing, trying to get Colt Floss. Bill Belichy doesn't like to talk. So he says something, right? It's introverted people who don't want to talk when they say something that's kind of off off the wall it's for a purpose right like we say this meeting has this business meeting this podcast is a business meeting but we, you know we check out the marks of a podcast we have a narrative we have a story we solve crimes we solve murder on here but murders plural uh we do some psychological analysis as regular people in the way so the expert he said this week he, he made a point to say that uh trevor lawrence will end up being a good quarterback. <laughs> Get the most out of them this game against the Colts. They might pull the upset. They beat Buffalo this year. Defense is going to play a lot better. Uh, Brian Scheinheimer has one good call in him. Uh, Indianapolis is a depleted roster. So actually, Jacksonville has a better defense Uh Indianapolis has a better defense, one through 11, but one through 22, two deep. Jacksonville has a better defense than Indianapolis. Indianapolis, uh, because they don't have backups, they have to be very measured on offense. You're going to run that running back to death, right? So what does that say? All that leads me to believe Jacksonville, I'm putting plus 17 on here. Because I think this line is going to balloon with people at the casinos. Uh, love betting the overs and the favorites. So I like Jacksonville plus 17. And again, the theme of this is under 45. And you're going to have to bet it now because a lot of people agree with us and are betting that way, are making these games go under. What do you think, Scott? So first thing I'll say is in, in the – has not clinched the playoffs yet. They have to win this game to get in the playoffs. Double-digit dogs in the division. I think I'm going for all of them as a return to the mean. Exactly. Being like that guy in the cubicle. Guy in the cubicle just looking at chart numbers, not watching the game, not watching the ball. He's going to go return to the mean. Double-digit dogs almost their single game this week. Right. No, I agree. I agree with you. I'm picking Jacksonville with the points. Um, I, I just think he's going to win the game, I think, in a in an ugly 
low-scoring game because I think the Colts, Reich is going to say, what's our best chance to win? Give the ball right. to Taylor, our running back. They're going to run the heck out of the ball. They're going to run him 30 times this week. Um, and that bleeds the clock down and the scoring's not going up. It's going down. It's it's right. staying down. So I think if Indianapolis gets to 21, they win this game. Jacksonville might get mid-teens, might, might not which will keep it in the 30s, low 40s. So I'm I'm taking Jacksonville with the points, and I'm taking the under in this game because I just think that Indy knows they can win this game, knows they're going to run the ball like crazy, knows that Taylor can have a huge game, and right. that's the, their path to winning this game, which means the scoring goes down, Indianapolis holds the ball, and they don't score a lot of points in this game. So I'm, that's the way I'm going with this game. And Meyer, who coached the team, set up the team. Uh, first thing he does as a coach coming in is make sure his defense stops the run. Yeah. Which they pretty much done all year. And they'll do here. Not enough to win. Jacksonville will not win this football game because uh, Frank Wright's a Hall of Fame coach. And, home, and Frank Wright does not care about the spread covering a 17-point spread. But he cares about is winning this game and getting in the playoffs. The simplest way possible and i'll give you conspiracy theory when we get to to the cert to a certain game right so and the thing about conspiracy theories is everybody can have their own opinion but not everybody can have their own facts Mm -hmm. so we use decision science and we come up to a conclusion using logic now to get deeper into that and I'll make a transcript of this podcast because we, we are going through a lot of the teams themes of the whole year. Yeah. And when you look, it's not illegal, right? It might be immoral. It might be unethical, right? But it's not illegal for a referee purposely to blow a call. Right. Right. And, and Goodell has changed the designation of the NFL from a sporting company into an entertainment company. What other uh, company did that? Well, his best friend, Vince McMahon from the WWE changed it from sports to entertainment. Okay. So the other part of it is that I talked about on yesterday's podcast, Goodell, you know, put the hammer down and banned referees from going to sports books. Referees from going to casinos. And somebody more powerful than Goodell, who made $89 million last year, told him to change that. And they did. Uh, a referee can go to any sports book casino, much less Congress hasn't eliminated wires from offshore accounts. Personally, I would eliminate wires from offshore accounts for NFL referees and all 535 people in Congress and the president. But that's just me. It hasn't been done. Right. So <laughs> not believing in and, and then Adam Smith, right? People make decisions based on their personal interests. It's common sense. It's common sense. The common sense is not so common. I'm looking for that book around here. I'll, I'll bring it out one day. Uh so when we say conspiracy theory, that's our underlying evidence, right? Am I right, Scott? Right? This is our underlying evidence on correct. Correct. You're right. You are right. Double-digit dog in the division, uh, bad loss last week, plus 10. Uh, Derrick Henry's coming back for the playoffs. 
uh, the Dirty South, Houston. Want to get it over that key number. So I'm going to go Houston uh, plus 10 or whatever it balloons to. If I can get it at 11, I'll be happier. But if this game goes over, I'll, I'll take it on the sword. This game should be under. Uh, Davis Mills does what he's told, right? Kind of like uh, our friend Duloc. He can play from the point of, like, Brady, if he has a pocket. Uh, if he's trying to win the game, right? Because Jim, from the beginning, first day, first few minutes of our draft podcast from the beginning in April, that Houston is tanking for a number one pick. And I guess Detroit kind of beat him to it in Jacksonville. But they're getting a top five pick, yeah. right? And these are all Belichick disciples. Cully was on that 2005 coaching staff in the Super Bowl we talked about. He's the head coach of Houston. And I'll give it, I'll make a prediction here and see if you can bet on it somewhere. The starting quarterback for Houston next year is going to be Deshaun Watson. And yeah, if you want to tell you why real quick, it's because uh, he has this guy by the name of Rusty as his defense attorney. He's oh, the one yeah. yeah. Durst off, if you see uh, Robert Durst. Uh, but he used to have the book up there, I put the mafia's daughter. He killed her, got away with that murder. Didn't get away with that murder. He actually just got convicted for that murder. But he decapitated, Robert Durst decapitated a guy in Texas, was guilty of sin. This guy, Rusty, got him off. Uh, so what Deshaun Watson was doing, he made a federal crime. He has not been charged in Texas. Texas is shady. Jerry Jones by judges in Texas all the time. Right? And you can Google this. So now you take it out of the state. You take the criminal element out of it. It becomes civil, right? Yeah. Yeah. He would fly massage therapist. And then would ask for them to have sex with them. Most of them did it consensual. Um, those that did not, did not file police reports contemporaneously. So when you look at evidence, evidence has to be contemporaneous at the time and corroborated. Yep. Most of the time, there isn't corroboration because it was just the woman and Deshaun Watson. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we get to the settlements. Sean Watson's playing hardball to the bitter end. Mm -hmm. So the women that want to settle anonymously and nobody knows are getting paid. Right? That's where the bag man comes in, where you pay people. Anonymously, nobody ever knows. Yeah, yeah. The ones who don't are going to be going to court and they're going to, they're going to have to convince a Texas jury. And Rusty got in criminal court. See, criminal court is 10 times harder than civil court. Yeah. Because in criminal court, the prosecutor and the judge 
control the process. Now you go to civil court. So Rusty knows how to pay judges anonymously. And I, and, and I would uh, and I would encourage people, you talk about a podcast, True Crime, watch with the guy from Breaking Bad, it's on Showtime, the series, Your Honor. And it's about what the judge did in the Rittenhouse case in Wisconsin, where the judge manipulates the situation. These are smart people. Manipulate the jury for the outcome the judge wants. And you got Rusty involved, right? Yeah. So Deshaun Watson's a favorite for nothing to come out of and you judge people by their actions. So they didn't trade Deshaun Watson. And I knew something funny was going on when Deshaun Watson was able to work out by himself and the head coach was there the whole time. Yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, that that's a solid possibility that he stays in Houston for, for a year or two more years and, and uh, builds himself back up again. Plus, Harden had another high client too, Roger Clemens. He got him. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and so. God knows other things that were going on with Roger. Absolutely, Clark. absolutely, I agree. So there's, he's a favorite at the clubhouse right now, and even legally, if if he gets acquitted in civil court or just gets thrown out of court, yeah, and he's paid people off anonymously, and there's no criminal charges, you know, Houston has some liability there. Why not? Why not start him? After yeah. you had a practice year with Lovey Smith running that defense, that defense has played well most of the year. They played well last week in, in San Francisco, in San Francisco. Yeah, like Chad said, they were up 7-3 at halftime, so they played really well. Yeah, so they, they just wore out. Yeah. Uh, and Davis Mills wasn't allowed to pull the trigger, but he did his job. He didn't turn the ball over. Uh, so needless to say, I like Houston. Plus 11. Uh Maybe they turn, uh, they turn their, you know, Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks loose and get over 43 because 43 is a little low. So that, that game might be 24-21, you know? Yeah. I don't know if TNT really wants to square that many points to show that much, as paranoid as Brable is. So I'm going to stick with my guns and say under 43. So. Houston, remember, I want to get eight out of ten. I'm not trying to get ten out of ten. We've gone under almost every game. We have every game. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna to have to start looking at some overs, especially when it's way under the average of an NFL game, which is 45, weather permitting. So I like I like Houston plus 11 and under 43 because I do not think Tennessee is gonna do it. I don't think Tennessee wants to do anything on offense. Brable's a very paranoid man. He, Brable was brought up by Belichick. So he has reason to be paranoid. A lot of paranoid people are paranoid because of something, right? Right. Uh, so I think he's very uh, paranoid about showing anything that he really wants to do on offense. Any pass patterns, any blocking schemes, any stunt, anything. So I like Houston. Houston can put it all on the table. The plan we have for this year, let's put it all out there. Uh, Davis, thank you for your service. Davis Mills, uh, you sound, you look like a good backup for Deshaun next year. We'll turn you loose. We'll turn Brandon Cooks loose. We'll get him a record or a bonus or something. 
Uh, Houston plus 11 under 43. What do you think, Scott? So here's the deal with this game, I think. I'm taking Houston, and I'm taking the under because Tennessee's the number one seed in the AFC. Okay. Here's what Vrabel's going to do. They're going to get up 14 to nothing, and then he's going to run the ball most of the game right. because, because he wants to get in, get a win, and get out. And that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to get in, get up by two touchdowns, run the ball the majority of the game. It's going to allow Houston to stay in the game, score a touchdown or two, and the game's going to be like a 17 to 14 type of game. Right. And all you're going to hear after the game is, oh, Tennessee's going to lose their first game. Tennessee's going to – no. They're looking past this game. They're going to win it, but they're looking past it. They're getting Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. They'll be the number one seed. They'll have a bye. They'll be a dangerous team in the playoffs, but for this game, they want to get in, get a win, and get out. And Tennessee's tendency is to play low-scoring, tough games, and that's exactly what this is going to be, and run the ball a lot. So, yeah, that's, I agree. that's my thinking on this. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So, what's your pick? Houston plus right. the eleven and the under. All right, cool. So we're in agreement. Yep, Rabel's going to keep the ball, keep the game on the under because he's going to run the ball a lot after he gets up. So, so that'll be the consensus pick. And uh, we'll let people know on Twitter, and we'll do a fast podcast. Is Shad dissents on any of these? Mm -hmm. We have some dissent because it's not a cult. (laughs) People are allowed to speak their mind and say what they want. You want to hear because you know what? Maybe we're wrong. We don't have a monopoly on the truth. Uh, can you see the share there, Scott? Yeah, I can see the, the Giants. We have the Giants. So that's okay. the next right? Yep. Uh, the Giants against Washington. Uh, no matter how bad, the Giants have been one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Beside of Jacksonville. There's Four wins, right? That the NFL gives because people, there's a waiting list for giant season tickets. In the suites, the suites are a million dollars plus. So you got to get them a win, right? So that's why we're able to pick uh, this one, right? When we look at pattern recognition for next year, it's already picking next year's games. So the team's horrible. What home games, right? They have a chance. An analytics team, Carolina, boom, right? That was one of their uh, picks. Early road games against New Orleans. Salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. So early in the season, uh, Super Bowl winning coach Sean Payton's thinking long-term, working on fundamentals, basics, try to beat a bad team like the Giants with basic football. Uh, that guy got to win, right? Daniel Jones got to win. Mm-hmm. Vegas, cross-country trip, home game. Yep. Division game at home against Philadelphia, rival. Yep. Those, those are the type of games that you look at bad team winning, right, to get us to 70 80% next year. Because that's where we want to go. We want to get past this. We're doing good. We're doing better than Sharps. Some people make a living at 59%. Right, so we're making better percentage of people that make a living out of this. Jason's made a lot of money. Jesus, uh, 
healed 10 people less leprosy. Only two came back to say thank you. And the old joke is that one of the people that came back to thank Jesus for healing them of leprosy is because he had dropped the $20 bill and he knew that Jesus and the disciples could keep it for him. So for every one person like Jason, there's probably like a couple thousand people out there making that type of money or more. But we want to do better. So we see the type of games that Giants uh, do well in. I don't think this is a game they'll do well in at home. Washington has more players. Washington is angry. PR. They're coming up. They announced they're coming up with a new name. But I do think this is going over as return to the mean as the Giants have been under one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of the last 10 games which is the highest level of probability, 80%, right? So you see that number, have that book back there, the 80-20 rule. <laughs> Some people have their whole career if you live by the 80-20 rule. Highest level of probability is 80%. Uh, the four-hour work week with Timmy Ferris, it's all about the 80-20 rule. Best-selling book. Redskins under one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight out of the last 10 games are under for Washington, right? I'm going out the other way from a purely statistical standpoint. So I'm going to go Washington minus seven over 37 because Vegas knows that. And they put it at 37, which is way under 45, which is the average score of the NFL game. Let's have it instead of balloon, let's call it, uh, for these guys, call it graveyard. <laughs> These, these dead teams walking will go graveyard, whatever lowness it gets to, maybe it's bad weather, uh, then the over, then the over 30 minutes before kickoff. We'll do a, a, a marking inefficiency line swing 30 minutes before kickoff with what we are betting ourselves. What do you think, Scott? So I like Washington in this spot. I don't Giants are starting Jake Fromm at quarterback. <laughs> that no no go for me. Um Washington's gonna gonna win this game uh, by double digits. Um Georgia fans will be raw that Jake Fromm started uh, a game against Alabama. Plus <laughs> 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 the NFL game. Yeah. Um I'd love to take the under, but that's just too few points. So I'm gonna go the over on this. I think I think uh the Giants can get in the low teens, I think, even with Jake Fromm, and I think Washington's going to get in the mid twenties. I'm taking the Giants team total under. I don't. I, the team total right now is sixteen. Been on the field all year, and Washington can run the football. Yeah, and the Giants are at sixteen as a team right now. I'm going under that. I I think they'll get to thirteen, maybe fourteen. Don't think they're getting there. Um, so I'll go Washington minus seven, and I'll go the over. Just it's just so it's just too low. I can't. I can't think the game's going to go under, um, and I, I think Washington's going to be able to. We were on him at the start of the season. Going to be on him at the end of the season. So, <laughs> so right. I'm, yeah, I like. I I going with you. Washington minus seven, over thirty seven. Uh, Giants team total under. Yeah, and, and Washington's a cheapo team, right? Yeah. Uh, Rivera's doing everything. He's a vice president, general manager, head coach of the team. 
and then he meddles with the offense and he meddles with the defense. But even though Jack Del Rio, friends with him, can tell him to shut up when it comes to defense. Scott Turner, which is, he calls him Uncle Ron, <laughs> he can tell Scott Turner what to do. But his dad's involved, you know, nurturer. Uh, they missed a field goal. They missed four field goals at Green Bay. Chip shot field goals. And then they go for it on fourth down instead of trying it a fifth time. Because <laughs> the fifth time you're going to hit the field goal. Uh, and they might have won the game recovered. But the, the problem is, again, fundamental analysis, corporate governance. Ron Rivera might be a good head coach, might be a good defensive coordinator. He is a horrible general manager, horrible team president, horrible head of scouting. He couldn't find a kicker, right? He should hire somebody to find a kicker. They really messed up their season because those are close games that if they win, they got a shot at the playoffs. Uh, but it's good enough to be Clark Judge. They don't have, I don't even know if the Giants have a general manager. I know they're going to fire the general manager. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the man's even there. Even if he is there, does he have dementia? The man's 71 years old. Gilman. So, Washington has an edge here. I think uh, uh is telegraphing everything, right? Saying he's quitting, all this and that. Uh, it's going to be a grind-out game. Baltimore played that way, won that way last week. I like Baltimore minus five. Again, bet this now. Set the key number of 42 by the half point. So I'm going Baltimore. Uh, grudges, right? Big grudge between these two guys, mm -hmm. between Harbaugh and Tomlin. That means that uh, he didn't even care if he makes the playoffs. Harbaugh wants to make sure he beats Pittsburgh. That's all they care about. And cover the spread because he knows a lot of people are going to those casinos in Northern Virginia. Betting on them, he wants them to cover the spread. He'll make sure they cover the minus five and over 42. Because he knows Harbaugh knows more than everybody that people like to go to casinos and bet the favorite and the over. So you're saying, Josh, that a head coach is making sure that the season tickets, owners, and the fan base cover and get the over? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So bet the over 41 in this game because uh, Baltimore is not going to stop scoring. And maybe wait for it to go down because it has been going down. So I'll correct myself here to make it clear. Uh, wait for it to go down. Over 41, Baltimore minus five. What do you think, Scott? So the Steelers won by 12 points Monday night. Ben Roethlisberger's yards per attempt were 2.7. So basically he's throwing screen passes. He can't get the ball down the field. Yeah. Against Baltimore, they're going to they're gonna just sit on that all game long and dare him to go down the field. So I'm with you. Uh, this, is, this, this could be for a playoff spot for both teams. I like Baltimore at home. I think they played really well last week against the Rams, and they should, probably should have won the game, but they lost it at the end. So I like Baltimore here. Harbaugh in key spots as a coach usually performs better right. than a typical yes, October Sunday game. Yeah, usually him with points, he would bet against them. 
Yeah. Great match. They're saving all their offensive plays. That's why I think it's good. If you live in the past, you die in the past. Right. Last year, year before, or maybe in next year without COVID, this game's going under 100% for sure. Oh, no question. No question. With depleted defenses, with Harbaugh holding back. Yep. Uh, this game's going over. Yep. There won't be – Lamar's not going to play. I don't think – he didn't practice today, so I don't think he's playing. Yeah, I think he's good for the over because I think Huntley's Absolutely. a good quarterback. Absolutely. Um, I like Baltimore to throw the ball around the field. Pittsburgh's defense is not as good. They play Cleveland Monday night. Cleveland's not a good team at all. Um, so I'm taking Baltimore and I'm taking the over. Um, I think Baltimore is going to win this game by, by at least 10 points. I, I really think they're going to and give themselves a chance to get in the playoffs. So, right. So that's where I'm going. 100% agree. 100% agree. Next game we're going to look at is the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills, another double-digit dog in the division, getting past a key uh, number, right? Um, let me get this up here. How did I do it last time? I did it this way. Okay, so again, no matter how bad a team is, and the Jets were really bad. I was disappointed they played an equally bad team at Atlanta and London. But that slide was 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 going to be the rah rah guy. We got him paid in San Francisco. Got him paid as a head coach. Well, let's look at their wins, right? Because this is where you make money. You get up to 80 percent next year. So start betting games next year. Where did the wins come from? Tennessee. Again, Rabel, waiting for the other guy to make a mistake. Early in the season, salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. Another guy who has won playoff games as an underdog, as he looked through the playoffs, and won a, three Super Bowls. I think he's won four Super Bowls. Three as a player for Belichick, and one as a coach for Belichick. So he's thinking long-term. So early in the season, Jets, let's wait for them to make a mistake. Beat them that way, right? So Jets cover, win, right? One win. Cincinnati. Uh, this one, they just laid back and played zone. And Burrow gave them a couple of mistakes. He airmailed it a couple of times. They win. And I think this is the Mike White game <laughs> with a real quarterback who should have started. I think they almost, almost make the playoffs if they start. Mike White, the whole beginning, the whole year, give him the chance to get Wilson, the number one guy. Yep. They were in this game, and they should have covered that game. I remember we had a, whatever, plus 14 or whatever. They were up yep. the whole game. And that's where I started betting the second half line against Indianapolis, and it's cashy every time, including this. So add that to my picks. Uh, all five, and you guys can agree if you want them, can add it to the total. Uh, second half line against the teams that I identified as being teams that are being sold or without backups, right? Cheap ownership, cheap family ownership. Here's the Ursi family. Cheap backups. That's why Josh Johnson has scored 30 points on him. Houston, an equally tanking team, right? That's predictable. 
Yep. So we look here in Jacksonville. That's where the four wins. And last week you thought they could have won. Yeah. Yeah. For PR reasons. But they did cover the spread for us. Uh, so I like them not to win. But again, we've seen this movie before. McDermott, who was, I believe, linebackers coach or secondaries coach in the 2005 Super Bowl for Andy Reid. Yep. Uh, it's going to be very conservative. Save everything for the playoffs next week. So they're going to be playing next week. Yeah. So no need to blow out the Jets. Jets want to make a statement. They're, they're locked into the top five pick. So give me the Jets, whatever it balloons to, uh, plus 17. And since both defenses are going to play soft zones and people are playing zone all, all year, I'm going to say over 41. So I like Jets plus 17 or whatever it balloons to. And we'll do a report 30 minutes before kickoff, but I'm going to bet it now. Instead, I bet it twice. So I'll bet plus 17 and then plus 21. Right? And usually a game will go over, but soft zone, COVID, no backups. This game goes over 41 points. Uh, pending the weather in Buffalo. I'll check the weather in Buffalo. What do you think, Scott? I agree. Jets have, Jets have played really well the last three or four games. They should have beat – they got up on Miami early, and they blew that game. They beat Jacksonville. They should have right. beaten Tampa Bay last week at home, and, and they didn't. They let that game slip away. Right. Um, I agree with everything you said. I, I think the Jets are going to keep this game within the 14 points. Buffalo's going to win it because they want to win the division, obviously, get a home game. So, um, Jets going to keep this close. Jets may even jump out to a lead. And Buffalo may have to come back, in the, you know, like right. last week. Um, and I'm going to go the over because I, I think with this big of a spread, if the Jets cover, they're going to have to score 14 to 21 points, right. which will definitely lead to the cover because I don't think Buffalo's going to score in the 30s. I think they're going to stay in the 20s. Uh, I and I agree. I can see this game being 24-14. Yep. Uh, three minutes left. Jets have the ball. And, and Buffalo plays this off zone saying, hey, they either make a mistake or it's going to take them too long for them to score. And they're going to need the outside kick and the Hail Mary. Yep. We'll take our chances. Let them score. Yep. That's 45 points right, right there. Exactly. We wanted 45 over 41. Exactly. And, and Buffalo has not shown the propensity to blow anybody out. I mean, they beat Atlanta by 14 last week, but that really wasn't a blowout. Buffalo right. scored late to extend that game and we and it covered. So, um, so Atlanta beat the spread. So yeah. I'm going to go with you on this. I'm going to go with the Jets plus 14. Probably will get up past 15 or 16. So it could go to 17. And I'm going to go the over on this because I think both teams will score a little bit. So. Yeah, That's in fine. Buffalo, eight and eight against the spread. Yeah, yeah. So with a push or whatever, or yeah. actually they're they're seven and eight with a push. Yep. Right, yep. and uh, the Jets have covered four of the last six games. And again, just like Tennessee, Buffalo will be looking past this game to the first playoff game, so exactly. they may take their foot off the pedal a little bit. Once they get the game in hand, kind of. So, yes. Especially with a guy on the defensive line like Oliver, right? Yep. 
hard to get in place. So you don't want to, like, so I'm, I'm getting used to the young kids now. You don't want to disrespect Oliver playing him too many snaps for the playoff game. Right. You want to fresh for next week. You want to motivate him for next week. How do you motivate young people? So that's what the thing. Another division game, home dog, New Orleans. Right. Did we miss did we miss Cleveland Cincinnati? Uh yeah, we missed Cleveland Cincinnati. Uh I'm going clowns minus six. Over under is 37. I'm going under 37 because the clowns with guy who never misses the playoffs, so he missed the playoffs with this analytics team. And um, I'll go on my analytics little rant here. Uh analytics teams. After I went on a 28-2 run betting against them, this year, analytics teams went 12-20. and 20. So if I would have blindly bet against known analytics teams that they say the primary decision-making is not football-related, it's purely based on numbers. Uh, the guy from Carolina ran a hedge fund, and they do technical analysis. Remember... Technical analysis has never gotten anybody rich. Fundamental analysis has. So if you use fundamental analysis and you bet the analytics does not work in football and you bet against the Podesta, Mr. Fail Forward, made millions of dollars, made the playoffs twice in 20 years, you would have gone 62.5%. They went 20, they went 12 and 20 against the spread, 37%. So, but situation analysis or situational intelligence is higher level intelligence. Cincinnati, a very cheap team with no backups, really has to sit the starters. Joe Burrow's not playing. Uh, Jamar Chase, you have to beg him to play. He's not going to be playing in this game. Cleveland's at home in front of people who paid a million dollars for suites. Minus six, they're a running team. Got to watch my emotions because I'm a big Deion, Dearness Johnson fan who should have gotten more carries than what Marlon Mack got because I've always felt that uh, Dearness Jackson's a better running back. Uh, from the CFL to arena to the NFL, following the Chad Nolan path to the NFL, but it's going to go under. So I like it under 38, let's say, because it's 37.5. We'll buy the half point, make it 38, under 38. Cleveland counts, minus six, under 38. As uh, Remember that song we were young, pack it up, pack it in. Do it again to you little you know, black guys. <laughs> Crisscross. <laughs> pack it up, pack it in. Uh, Cincinnati's packing it up, packing it in. They're going to show nothing. Maybe the team total under Cincinnati, because this is not the normal Cincinnati team you're going to see out there. I uh, like the Clowns, minus six, under 38. What do you think, Scott? And Joe Mixon's not playing either. He's out COVID, so um, they've already announced that. So Cleveland has the look of a team that just does not care if they win or lose, or even they're just showing up to play to get their paycheck and – Right. And getting right. ready for the playoffs. So their, their major players are not playing, basically, in this game. So having said that, and you may get your wish, Dearness 
Johnson may start the game because Chubb has a rib injury. So um, Baker Mayfield's not starting. This lead, this looks like a, a typical 14 to 10 type of game. So I'm right. taking the Browns to win the game. I'm taking them on the money line and I'm taking the, the nice. under. So I'm going Browns, Browns on the money line and under in this game. Cincinnati I'm just agree with you. Won't. So make that yeah. make that consensus. I'll agree with you. And that's a good Cleveland money line minus 240. Yep. So Cleveland money line minus 240. It says to pick money line. We usually have the money line pick of the week. We're really good on that one. Yeah. Right. So good stuff, as Shad would say. Try to get. I'm going to try. We're going to get at some point. Just, we got it once this year. So we're going to want a repeat of 80% week. No one wants Atlanta. Uh, playoff implications. Let me read the playoff implications for both teams. Atlanta's out, so you don't even have to worry about that. Atlanta's so, done. New Orleans clinches the playoff berth with New Orleans win and San Francisco loss. And San Francisco's playing the Rams, so the losses could be possible. Yeah. Rams are not getting him on pass. Uh, SoFi is getting cheated out of the Super Bowl, oh, Super Bowl. Uh, at least for this year, perhaps. Uh, so New Orleans is going to go all out in this. Let me see the first time they played. Matty, I shouldn't come back. Uh, maybe the arguments that divorce that Arthur Blank is going through, teams in a trust. Maybe that's the argument. He wants to bring him back, saying he's better than Brady uh, next year. So that could be an important game for that. New Orleans um, lost 27-25 last time they played him. So. Okay. So there isn't that extra incentive for Atlanta to beat him. It's a team they already beat. They got nothing to prove. Other than scarcity and jobs for them. Uh, don't see this as a blowout. Uh so, under this condition, knowing those things that open at 42, it's now 40. Um, I'm going to sit on this a little bit. Like New Orleans, minus four. The over, under, I'm going to say over 40. Because you got two uh, offensive-minded teams. I know. I mean, he doesn't play anyways. He's like Jamar Chase. I mean, you, you know what these guys remind me of? Uh, Scott, I don't know if you remember. Uh, both Jamar Chase and uh, Kyle Pitts remind me of Michael Ray Richardson. Remember for the, the, the Nets? Yeah. You're a basketball coach too, high school basketball. Too. Yep. My opinion, Michael Ray Richardson was a better athlete, better basketball player than Jordan. You know, he used to dunk for the free throw line, but he had a better outside shot. He was a smoother yes. player than yeah. Jordan. Jordan was more stiff, right? Yep. Yep. He got derailed. Yeah. By lack of motivation and drugs. Right. And was Petrovich on that same team with him? 
Who's that? Petrovich. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, I, be I believe he was. People don't know he was probably one of the greatest outside shooters of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can find it on YouTube, the Croatia it was Croatia, but they were Yugoslavia at that time when they went against the Russians in the I think this was the early late eighties, early Russians, where that Yugoslavia team had uh, Kukoc, Vladi Divac, Petrovic. And a couple other guys against the Soviets, and man, that was that was almost as good as the dream team. That was a great Yugoslavian team with Petrovic. Petrovic was lights out, pretty much the best outside shooter I've seen. Yeah. Petrovic, Michael Ray Richardson, but these guys are like that. Uh, Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he'll show up. He can show up to cover the game, but is he? I don't know. Uh, doubtful. He has a hurt. A hamstring because of laziness, as Chad explained us. So, so I think that's why Atlanta won't cover four. Uh, make sure you buy that half a point. It's over a key number. But mm -hmm. Atlanta is a, a, a team that will give up a pick six late to New Orleans. And New Orleans has a better defense. Their defense is getting better. Who's starting quarterback for New Orleans? Tyson Hill going to show up? He has to show up. Taysom Hill, yeah. Taysom Hill's that. So we'll get three first downs with his legs, tire out that Atlanta defense is on the field all year. And I'm predicting turnovers, which some people say you can't. I say you can't. But he does it all the time, especially in a situation like this where he's forcing stuff late, the season's yeah. over. He's going to, instead of kicking a field goal, he's going to try to force it a little bit, Matty Ice. He's going to give up some points, pick six. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like... New Orleans minus the four, pick six. And the total's going down on this. Uh, I'll wait for the total till Sunday and then pick the over. So New Orleans minus four because it's way under 45, which is the average of an NFL game. These guys scored 50 last time they played. Yeah. What do you think, Scott? So I I agree. And uh, I'll the New Orleans struggled against Carolina last week. Simple reason. Taysom Hill came off a COVID list. Every player that's come off the COVID list, first game back, they've struggled. Struggled, struggled, struggled. Taysom Hill got a struggle game out of the way last week. He'll play a lot better this week. He'll run the ball a lot. He'll get the three three key first downs with his feet they need, as you said, to, to win the game. They will cover this. It'll be a seven-point uh, seven New Orleans win. Um and the game will probably end up – I'll wait on the line, too. I, I, I'm leaning toward taking the over on this, but I'm not, I'm not totally sure yet. I think New Orleans can score in the mid to high 20s in this game, which would lead me – actually, I would bet the over right now, but that may change on Sunday, depending on what, what goes on with the Falcons and stuff and Pitts, if he yeah. plays or not. But listen to the Hawthorne effect when Chad talked about hamstring injuries. That was great insight, so – yeah, because he, he got his uh, degree in business. I think he got a minor in kinesiology. I know Chance is a kinesiology major. That's what, remember Dr. Tom Osborne in Nebraska? That's what he was a doctor of, kinesiology. Uh, Tyson Hill had 12 rushes for 45 yards last week. Yeah, not, not a typical uh, Tyson game. 28 for tw 222 yards. So that's where the struggle comes in. Mm -hmm. He won the game because he didn't have any turnovers. So I'm down. It's always going to have a turnover. Yeah, 
exactly one. Right. He rushed for two and seven. Yep. Uh, Tyson Hill do better. Probably had a deep shot in this game. Absolutely. Get it over Atlanta. Uh, Carolina plus eight at Tampa Bay. I'm going to wait for this line to balloon. I'm for sure no. It's going to be Carolina plus 10. And Tampa Bay has been steady Freddy, right? Starting with New Orleans, it seems like they made the same decision as Dallas did to pull the real offense and not cover spreads, just win the game, just win, baby. Just enough to win, because salesmen think short-term, businessmen think, businessmen and women think long-term, especially for the intern who's probably listening to the podcast. Got mad at me for saying Christmas. So I said, salesmen think short-term. They think with the wrong head. Businessmen and women are thinking with the right head and are thinking long term, which is high level thinking. The Bucks, Bruce Arians, has won three Super Bowls. Two, as the offensive coordinator of Pittsburgh Steelers. One, as the head coach of Tom Brady, who's Tom Brady has won eight Super Bowls. They're not going to, right? Continuing the pun, they're not going to blow their load. At the end of the season, they're going to be steady, Freddy, right? Beat Carolina, but not cover 10 or 11 points. Then we're going to wait for the line to balloon. Uh, is this going to be a later game? Yeah, it's going to be late. Yeah. So I'll do a Twitter video before it starts and let you know. Plus 11. And for sure going under 42. Remember the it's forty two is kind of a key number, right? That's uh, eight times seven, or seven times seven is forty nine. Six times seven is forty two. Yep, key number. It's gonna go under the key number forty two. Uh, Carolina's last, last game last week was eighteen ten. Brady and Arians and Brian Leftwich and Todd Bowles, another Super Bowl guy. Another was on a Super Bowl staff of Andy Reid in Kansas City. Todd Bowles would love to beat the Carolina Panthers 18 to 10. Would love it to death. Remember, they are an analytics team that together with Cleveland at 37%. Earlier, I picked Cleveland to cover. Mm -hmm. So numbers-wise, the numbers are um, for Carolina being able to cover a lot higher than the original line now. We're taking over that key number of 10 to 11. Under 42, though. What do you think, Scott? So the underlying tone to this game is Tampa Bay is almost certainly locked into the three seed. They cannot go up unless the Rams lose. They cannot go down because they have the tiebreaker with Dallas because they beat them. But they don't care because last year they won three games on the road. Exactly. Exactly. And if you remember the last time they played Carolina, it was 32 to six. That's right. the under. It's going to go under again because I think Brady and Evans and they have no running backs, basically. They're all injured right now. They'll pull them. They'll pull them. Arians, Arians will. Jones because he's a fumbler. Yeah. Arians will 
not hesitate to pull Brady when they get a comfortable lead. And that's exactly what he'll do in this case, because I, I'm, I'm firmly in the camp that Arians doesn't think that Carolina has enough offense to beat his team. Right. So that will keep this game under because Tampa Bay will not have to score in the second half. So I'm going to wait on the line. I think it, I agree with you. It's going to balloon to 10. If that's the case, Carolina is going to cover the spread more than likely just barely under the 10, but they're going to cover it. It's going to go under for sure. I'm not changing that. It's going to take the under. So that that's my feeling is that you won't see Brady a whole game. You won't see Evans a whole game. You won't even see Gronk a whole game. Those guys will get pulled because Tampa Bay's locked into where they're playing. So we'll add this pick, right? Yeah, as we hit to the playoffs, because the playoffs will pick the games, and then if a, if a props kind of stands out, yeah, we can do that. yeah. Uh, and I like Carolina under seventeen team total. I don't think they're getting that. Carolina under seventeen. Under team seventeen team total. Yep, they're not uh, getting there. What are you? I'm going to research that a little more. But what do you think about? We'll add it for a percentage here. What do you think about Scotty Miller in the over? What's his prop? Let me look it up. Can't be much. I like Scotty Miller with Antonio Brown out. You know who else I like? This guy, this yeah, this guy, Cyril Grayson. I like him a lot too. He could he, he he's gonna go over. Right. Grayson's gonna go over. Yeah, I think I don't know what it, Scotty Miller. Uh, total Scotty Miller. What I like about Scotty Miller is that he'll go deep. So with one play, he gets you his over on his yardage. Uh, total yards week 18 Carolina. Let's see what it is. The winner last year doesn't mean it's going to be a winner this year. And JPP is hurt. He's not really hurt. He's just not in the optimal shape for us to bet on him getting a sack like he was last year. Last year, he was in the best shape of his life because he didn't go anywhere. He likes going out. Now he can go out a little bit more. Not, not as in good shape. So Scotty Miller over We are up here right now. Let's see, we did another search. Let me see. 
Tampa Bay, Carolina, player props. See a lot of Ronald Jones, but he's not going to get a lot of carries because he's a fumbler. And he just hates it. Uh, they may, to be honest, they may pull may pull him. So it's yeah. I mean. uh, well, we'll tell you on Sunday. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get it tomorrow, and then I'll on Sunday I'll have it. Cool. So I like Scotty Miller, whatever his total list to go over, because I, I see him getting a deep ball against Carolina and then getting a few, because Carolina's going to sit in a zone and then he can play really well, but he yep. did it. <laughs> but, uh, and Darnold's always good for one uh, turnover, but Tampa Bay's not going to score in the turn. They're going to run it in with a 14 play drive with Kyle Trask in the quarterback. Uh, which is really Caltrax is really the same as Mac Jones. So Caltrax is not going to see the field. Right. Uh, so you guys are thinking we'll go to New England Patriots expert, break down that game. New England, uh, 6.5 favorites, right? We're not going to let anybody bet the key number. Uh, over Miami. It, the over-under open at 39.5, now it's 40. Let me look at this global warming weather in Miami. Uh, what are your thoughts on the New England Patriots? You're right there. You've been watching the Patriots play your whole life. What are your thoughts on this game? So I talked about conspiracy theory before. Here, here it is. So <laughs> Patriots are the five seed right now. Right. They would play Buffalo in the first round. If the Colts win against Jacksonville, which I expect they will. Right. And the Patriots lose. The Patriots go to the sixth seed and play the Bengals in the first round. And they avoid Buffalo. So they would go through Cincinnati, Kansas City, and then either Tennessee or Buffalo, depends. Right. I think Belichick has done this before, and he's going to do it this weekend. I think they lose the game purposely to get off of Buffalo and get to play Cincinnati who has never played a playoff game. This group of players in the Bengals never played a playoff game, have never been under the pressure and the scrutiny of a playoff atmosphere. And then you got Belichick, the, the quote unquote goat of coaches coming in to play you. Right. I, I think Miami wins this game. Because Belichick will say, let's lose the game. Let's get the sixth seed. Let's play Cincinnati. Get off Buffalo. Because he doesn't want to play Buffalo again. I don't, I don't think he feels really good about that matchup. I think he feels a thousand times better with the Cincinnati matchup. I'm not taking Miami on the money line, but I'm taking Miami with the points. And I'm taking the under. Because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Last time they played... Opening week, it was 
So I think that's the type of game you're going to see again. And I, I seriously think that Belichick has thought this through, and I think this is exactly what he's going to do because he did it before. He lost the game at home to get a matchup against a different team because he didn't want to play the other team. I forget who it was, but I remember he did that. He threw the game. He might do that again this weekend, but I'm going to take Miami and I'm going to take the under in this game. All right. Last it will need Chadford because I think it's going to be our first tiebreaker. I 100% agree with you with Miami, right? He, he struggles. Yeah, they struggle in Miami too. That's the other thing. He struggled with Satan blows him out. Yeah. Uh, Belichick uh, struggles with his assistants, right? Brave will beat him in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, Brian Flores has beat him. So he struggles with assistants because they know him so well. He's so rigid. I think he even lost to uh, Joe Judge or whatever the name is. Clark Judge, whatever whatever that guy's name. I believe he did, yeah. I believe you're right. right. So, so rigid in his thinking that he can figure out what he's thinking. Uh, so I'm going Miami plus seven, seven and a half. I'll buy the point and give me over the key number because double-digit dogs in the division historically cover 80% of the time, but you don't bet them blindly. Right. We did right. not bet them blindly when they were double-digit favorites over the Jets. The Jets were uh, playing badly at the time, right? Uh, and, yeah, they were playing badly at the time. They had just gotten blown out by Philadelphia, 33-18, blown out by New Orleans, 30-9, to and Miami was blowing them out as well. Yep. What kept them in the game was the trick play, the double reverse pass. And there, it was like a triple reverse pass. It was like a play you try in the same lot with your friend playing around. Yep. And then Tua throws an inexplicable pick six going into cover first. <laughs> right. Like and you're like, they were in one of those where they did them a favor by throwing it because they had ran it all the way down to the six. And for some unknown reason, they give two a pass, I guess, because, oh, we ran it eight times, nine times. Let's give two a pass. Throws a pick six. Uh, the game ends up 31-24. And if you remember, three points. He lost to McDaniels up in Denver, his yeah. assistant. He lost right. to Patricia when Patricia was the head coach in Detroit. Right. Really bad coach, Judge and Patricia. Yep. And when he went down to Miami two years ago, he lost that game on that kickoff return where Kenyon Drake ran right, right by Gronk. So he – and that, I think Flores was the head coach. Yeah. And I feel that you have the sun on them. I mean, I could be totally wrong with this this theory that I have, but I – I agree with it. I agree I've with it. Be do it. Yeah. I've seen him do it before, so it would not surprise me if they lose to Miami just to drop down to the sixth seed and play Cincinnati instead of Buffalo. Just wouldn't surprise me. Well, let's say McCourty usually plays 45 snaps. Mm -hmm. In 80-degree heat in the humidity, he's going to know he's going to need McCourty. He's a key to his defense. Exactly, exactly. Five. J.C. Jackson is all-world cornerback. You're out. First quarter. You, you've had enough. See you later. So, so is he fixing the game trying to lose? No. 
but he's not putting his best players. He's not putting exactly. his best forward. What, what does he care if he goes 10 and 7 or 9 and 8? He doesn't care. And uh, they own their own plane, so they're willing to pay for travel costs. Mm-hmm. I think the conspiratorial theory even more. Uh, that owner's meeting where Khan came out and fired Meyer and the owner of Seattle came out all frazzled because they told her to fire Pete Carroll. She doesn't want to make decisions. In that same meeting, I'm predicting that Kraft raised his hand and says, I don't care. I'll start the playoffs on the road. Yep. We got our plane. We'll pay for travel costs. Yep. So I'm not saying they could lose because uh, Tua's going to throw a pick six. So I'm going to say Tua's going to throw a pick six, and I'll wait for this line to go down, right? And then uh, once Chad comes back from parts unknown on assignment, <laughs> spying for us, he's either spying or being a bagman for us. Legal, uh, report taxes to Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, bagman. No, he's not. He's on assignment on a spy mission for us in parts unknown. Uh, we'll ask him, right, to break the tie uh, because you're saying that this game is going under mm-hmm. and I'm saying it's going over because Tua is going to airmail it to the third string. <laughs> he, he's going to airmail it to the third string safety and Belichick's going to be like, get down, get down. And he's not going to pay attention. He's going to be so excited he has the ball and illegally run it back for You'll see him getting cursed out on the sideline. You're like, this guy just got the ball and ran it back for Pete six. Belichick's yelling at him. What did he do wrong? Right. And, <laughs> and my wonder, down. my wonder with Belichick is, are you going to see Brian Hoyer? Is he going to say, all right, Mac, you had a great game against Jacksonville. Let's leave it there and let's get you in the playoffs with con- with your confidence sky high. So I wonder if you're going to see Brian Hoyer early in this game. I'll too. take it a step further. Came in my mind. It's funny you say Brad Hurt because what came in my mind while I was on the treadmill today that Max Jones is the fake starter. Yeah. After a half, I was handing the ball off, not doing anything wrong in the playoffs to see Brian Hardy in the second half. Yeah. Listen, I don't put anything past Belichick. He's liable to do anything. So in any game, doesn't matter. So. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll have Chad for the tiebreaker. Seattle at Arizona. Uh, let me look at the first game between these two. I made a lot of money getting all these games right on just zigzagging, like you used to do back in the day in the NBA playoffs. If one team won, you bet on the other team. Is <laughs> it go back and forth? Zigzag theory. You make a lot of money betting NBA. It's been that way with the NFC West, with Seattle and the Cardinals and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle, there's a lot of things going on in Seattle. The trust is selling. They just sold a mansion for $23 million. So there's the, the because what happens is the guys that run these trusts are really smart and they've got more money than God, but they just like convincing people of things and making big commissions. So they get big commission on everything they sell. What bigger permission can you sell than an NFL team for $5 billion? Uh, Allen's wife, right? The Allen was the co 
founder of the Seahawks. And now we know with the Epstein thing, he's dead at a young age. Epstein's dead at a young age. Is Giselle going to give him up for no reason other than she gets time off? Because remember, he's a part of all that stuff with Bill Gates. Uh, that's the sister just want to get rid of this stuff. Well, Josh, what does it have to do with football? It has to do with Pete Carroll as the vice president, general manager, head of scouting, uh, head coach and defensive coordinator, and mentally with the offense, as we see. See how good the offense is when uh, Pete Carroll takes a step back? Uh, the first time that he's a man of pride, right? So Arizona beat Seattle last time. So being the prideful man that he is, he's going to scheme. He has a perfect defense for this, which is a zone, kind of a zone blitz. Or instead of a zone blitz, what he does is uh, have, you know, started with the Chris Dolman types, right? Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, guy coming off the edge who's smaller, but fast, comes off that edge to kind of flood the, the run game, sack, sack, the, sack it with the run, 46 defense. And then if you're going to throw it, you're going to have a fast defensive end coming in. Against the air raid, the way you beat the air raid is rushing three, dropping in, make them try to run the ball, maybe against that 46, but do a fake run blitz and do a fake pass blitz. Uh, he knows how to do that. He's going to make adjustments. And your Seattle Seahawks, get them over that 7.5 because they're a dysfunctional team, right? Like a team going through a divorce, family going through a divorce. They're dysfunctional right now. Um, 7.5, you know, or the dad has dementia, right? Your dad's 71 years old and he has 15 jobs. And he thinks he's a young guy, he does everything. But he does learn from his mistakes, right? Uh, week A, he was living in the past, has a lead with a crappy defense. Instead of keep scoring, what he does is go old school and tries to run the ball with a bad offensive line. No running backs. We're sharp hitting, including. He learned from his mistake. He came back the next week and outscored crappy Detroit uh, because you know, he didn't, he didn't outscore crappy Chicago, one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I don't think Nick Foles is going to play again ever. I, I didn't even know he was in the league. <laughs> he had a horrible game until the last two drives where Pete Carroll exhausted his defenses, putting him back in with the three and out trying to run on, a, on Chicago. So he's going to learn from his mistakes in his – over 48 is way too high. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's going to go under. Because remember what we saw last week as Arizona beat Dallas. It's a misconception about the air raid. Even the name air raid. People believe that it's a high scoring offense because you see Mahomes, you see the Rams, you see Texas Tech, right? Which the offensive coordinator in Texas Tech we have a connection to. Faith Family Football. I left one of those on the YouTube. So you can see Faith Saturday Football with now uh, Ben Rasslaff, who's going to be in the NFL, who's being coached by Keeley, who's the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. His best friend is Cliff 
Kingsbury, the head coach of Arizona Cardinals. So we intimately know this offense. The reason uh, Andy Reid has it is being a conservative guy is because it, it can be a ball control offense, right? And we saw them control the ball, keep the Dallas offense on the sideline for an under, right? And we see these Arizona games going under here because uh, uh, we've won quite a few of those. And I'll give you an exact number on Sunday, so I'll have statistics if we look at the season. But the last three games have gone under, last four out of six have gone under Arizona as they figured that's the way they're going to win here at the end of the season after that three-game losing streak, right? 25-22, uh, under. 16-22 against Indianapolis, mm -hmm. a loss under. So more of the same. Pete uh, Carroll's an under guy to, to begin with. So Seattle, seven and a half points. I'm going to buy the points as I bet so many games. Get it over that key number and under the key number of 49. So it's half fundamental analysis, knowing the coaches, knowing the strategy, situational analysis, what point there are in the season. Uh, the safety, I think, been running his knots this week. Today's Wednesday when they give the game plan. I think he's going to be big, right? The safety is either going to blitz or going to cover. Uh, Zach Kurtz, those tight ends, right, in the slot. He has a big game. It's going to be different than the last time. He's running his mouth. He's going to get another contract. It's because he's seen the game plan. He kind of likes it. He's like, oh, yeah, I like this game plan uh, to get them off the field. And this game is going under, and Seattle's going to cover seven and a half. Uh, you can get the, the playoff picture in your head. Oh, if Arizona does this playoff, da-da-da. Arizona's going to win the game, <laughs> which is what they want to do, right? They don't care about covering, and they don't care about going over, right? They are going to cover the game. And what is their playoff requirement here? Um, their, playoff, their playoff lives are very simple. If they win and the Rams lose, they win the division. They're the number two, two the number three seed probably. Right. If, uh, if they lose the game, they're the number five seed, and they'll, they'll go to Dallas. Next week. So they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They clinched playoffs. They're in. All right. So, yeah. So you got you to think Seattle. Seattle's going to be fired up for this game. Uh, Pete Carroll's good for that. He knows how to fire up teams for no reason, right? College guy. Guys are playing for jobs. He's going to say, hey, guys. Um, Schneider, my office guy, talked to Alan, Miss Allen, his sister. We're all coming back next year. I am the executive vice president of this team. I am the general manager in charge of football of this team. I am the head of scouting. I am the head coach and the defensive coordinator. <laughs> Whoever doesn't play well, just films, you're cut. I'm going to cut you. Come see me in my office. Guys who, if I say come see me in my office, either at halftime or after the game, you're cut. All right? Guys who play well, guys who hustle. We'll see you for uh, winter conditioning. All right. <laughs> any questions? Does anybody have any questions? They're just going to have them fired up, drop eight, rush three. And uh, Arizona, the wrinkles they have for the playoffs, they're not going to show them. 
They're just going to get out of here with a win. So error, uh, Seattle, plus 75, under 49. I'm going to buy that point, get it under 49. All right. Under 49 points, buy the key point. What do you think? Uh, so Arizona has lost their aggressiveness since De- DeAndre Hopkins has been injured. They haven't been throwing the ball nearly as much down the field. Um, they throw these eight to 10 yard passes and make the receivers try to make plays. Um, I agree with you. Seattle's going to keep this game close. Could this be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle? Who knows? It very well could be. So they're going to want to keep the game close and try to win at the end. I definitely think it's going under. I don't think this is going to explode, be an explosion game based on how Arizona's played the last few weeks, which is non-aggressiveness, uh, run the ball a lot more and uh, keep the game in control and the points down. So I'm going under, and I'm going Seattle. I think Seattle can keep this game close throughout and maybe win at the end. Um, I think Arizona wants to go back to Dallas again. I think they feel confident going to Dallas and playing in Dallas. So that, that might be the way it goes. So I think for political reasons, uh, there's going to be a lot of back and forth, but there's no way Russell Wilson – as an African-American quarterback can mm-hmm. leave occupied uh, Seattle, right? Occupied yeah. Wall Street. Occupied. Yeah. During the George Ford riots, they actually took over parts of the city and had their own government, right? Very liberal. The other part of it is that those leaks about all the money and all the stuff the trust is doing with the team, yeah. and selling the team, the guy was worth $23 billion, and she's part of that. She has a big cut in it. So saying you're not going to pay the black quarterback uh, money, uh, he has leverage, and he has leverage over Pete Carroll. He forced him to get an extra offensive alignment, right? Uh, he forced him last week to change the game plan and get in a shootout. Yeah. So he with uh, Detroit after Chicago beat them and Nick Foles. So that's an interesting thing to watch. I think for political reasons and the fact that this woman has never really had to make a decision her whole life, what do they do? You stay, when you haven't made a decision, right? You turn conservative and you say, let's just things roll because they are making money, right? Yeah. Football's kind of strange where you have crazy fans Right, who are not looking at the bottom line. This is a business, cold hard business, right? Yeah. So for those reasons, I think uh, he's a leader. The same thing with Deshaun Watson. It's not that it's going to happen. He's just a leader at the clubhouse, right? Leader at the clubhouse. You're up by two strokes, and Tiger Woods is on uh, hold sixteen, down by two. He can yes. hit him. All right. Agree. All right. That's that. Next game we're going to look at. Try to get that 80% week last week. I like these picks, but I always do, though. (laughs) (laughs) San Francisco at the Rams. Again, these teams seem to flip-flop. Similar to Carroll, Shanahan has been to a Super Bowl twice as a head coach and as an assistant coach, his dad won two Super Bowls. 
So what does that mean? They're from a fundamental analysis, fundamental analysis, corporate governance standpoint, higher level thinking is long-term thinking, uh, situational thinking. Uh, he knows how to make adjustments. John Lynch, John Lynch won the Super Bowl as the uh, strong safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tony Dudgy, coached up by Tomlin, Lovey Smith, Rod Marinelli, which Rod Marinelli is doing a fantastic job as the defensive line coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Joe Barry's doing a fantastic job as a defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. So he's going to dial up something for Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder has been, not tables of shirts. He's not going to get these calls now, now that maybe the Super Bowl isn't going to be a solve. They got the calls last week. This game is going to be a SoFi. Late game, playoff implications. <laughs> right? Every, every time somebody sneezes, oh, he has COVID. <laughs> I know. I have, that's the bad pop. I got booster. I got um, flu shot. I could do like another booster maybe, right? The triple shot, but I'm not. I'm just isolating myself, which I was doing anyways. <laughs> Before COVID. We'll meet virtually. I'm not driving three hours to meet you. Uh, so they'll win by a field goal. Let me see what happened last time. Rams, uh, San Francisco won 31 to 10. Wow. That that's gonna be that's gonna sway my pick. I think an under game, but let's see what the folks in Vegas think. Yeah, they got it. Plus 44 and a half. Now it's 44. I'm going to buy the point, get it, be disciplined investor, right? The same way I invest in stocks, advice for investment. It's going to be a disciplined investor and buy the point. I bet every single game, $1,000 a game. And I have up to this point 317 wins. 202 losses. And I'll put the math on there, right? IRS is already calling and we full explanation of what it comes out to. It comes out to a lot of money, over $80,000. Which 20% of it you have to pay in taxes. And still now it's like horse racing where you can de deduct those 212 losses we have. So, Discipline investing, uh, San Francisco plus five, as the Rams are going to win exactly by a field goal, and it's going to go under 45 points. Uh, both guys did coach Randy Reed, Shanahan was with Gruden, both Gruden disciples, right? Complimentary football that we hear from Bill Belichick. Gruden won the Super Bowl. Complimentary football, both sides of the aisle here, like from uh, Democrats and Republicans, the Rams and the 49ers. So 24-21 Rams win this game. All the people that paid a million dollars and above, like Cincinnati, you can get a sweep for 300000 LA, it's a million dollars and above. They're going to get their win. Rest know this. But San Francisco is going to cover 
to make the bookmakers in Vegas happy. <laughs> and I highly bet team cover as a favorite. So that's why this line's a little balloon. This line should be minus three all the way. San Francisco coming off a win. San Francisco's defense playing lights out. And Stafford not playing and turning the ball over a lot. So that's why the Rams aren't covering, but they will win because they have certain advantages. Right? Remember, the NFL is designated as an entertainment company, not a sporting company. Just like Vince McMahon in WWE, Stephanie McMahon was the secretary of interior in the Trump administration. Right? Legitimate business practice. What do you think, Scott? So I'm going to play three sides of this. I'm going to take the 49ers with the points. I'm going to take the Rams on the money line, and I'm going to take the under. I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a close game down to the end. I, the reason why I'm playing the middle on both sides is because I think the Rams need to stay in the number two spot because Stafford is – hobbling to the finish line here he's totally hobbling he makes these mistakes these these physical and mental mistakes that result in the a pick six for the defense or um throwing the ball over cooper cup's head throwing the ball over beckham's head or whatever but um so he's he does what kirk cousins used to do he keeps both teams in the game for 60 minutes so that's exactly what he's going to do here. He's going to keep both teams in the game for 60 minutes. The Rams are going to pull it out in the end with maybe a last-second field goal. Um, but I think the Rams win the game. I'm picking the 49ers with the points, and I'm picking the under because I could see this being more of a defensive struggle for both teams and the quarterback's not factoring in enough. So Yeah, that's you, you remember Katrina? And in that year, Katrina – uh, and I think they were going to remodel the Superdome. So it was going to be like a new stadium. Uh, the Saints covered, right, the whole year. Sometimes the dogs, they covered. And that's when I started doubling down on the stadium, stadium uh, strategy. Uh, you never bet more than 25% of your bankroll. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, right now, if I bet 25% of my bankroll, it would be $25,000. And I bet the most I ever bet was on was 2,500 bucks and I was sweating bullets. They grew up middle class poor. <laughs> and I actually bet the wrong side and it was a hundred percent lucky cover I should have lost. And I was dripping sweat. And who knows if I had a stroke. So never again, I'm never betting more than a thousand dollars game, thousand dollars in each game. This game I'll bet two thousand dollars on the Rams money line because of the stadium and what news that came out for the stadium. And the, and, and the refs read the newspaper. This is an entertain, the NFL is an entertainment company. Yep. Uh, highest and best use of commercial real estate, real estate, commercial real estate company. And uh, the one that's favorite, remember, when the, the year the Rams lost to the Super Bowl, when they were building the stadium. They won a lot of money betting the Rams, right? Against New Orleans. New Orleans had a better team, but you remember that interference call. Yep. Yep. I predicted the interference call. 
with conspiracy theories. They'll be based on facts, not opinion. Everybody can have their own opinions, but you cannot have your own facts. I might be crazy and I might have gotten lucky, but I bet a lot of money on the Rams and the money's just as green as not being conspiratorial. And it's a fact that the Rams covered as an underdog. And it's a fact that a lot of people disputed that PI call. And it's a fact that the Rams are in LA, the number two market, and New Orleans is number 60th market in the country. That's a lot of money. So, Three types of the bets, San Francisco plus five, Rams on the money line. Never bet more than 25% of your bankroll, mm-hmm. right? Under four. So if I bet $100,000 on the Rams money line, that would be a bad bet on the system we have here. Process we had, it took 25 years to develop and a lot of input by a lot of people and boil it down to this. And not a religion. Everybody can disagree with it, have their opinion on it. And we have a discussion. Right, uh, we can disagree without being disagreeable. Last game of the of the regular season. That's a two hundred. What is it? We're at three hundred and seventeen wins. <laughs> Hopefully, we have thirty more and get up there. Uh, Chargers minus three at Vegas. Vegas home dog. Over under is flying over 50. <laughs> There's a lot of manipulation. Chargers have a horrible defense. I'm going to check the last time these guys played. The Raiders lost 14 to 28. I'm going to buy the point, make it Raiders plus four. Under 50. But I'm going to wait for this line to balloon. Because late game, no more games to bet. Some people are chasing, right? So a person who's chasing means they don't, they're not listening to the podcast. Believe me, if you listen to the podcast, at this point, you're not chasing. All right? And I'm going to do it this week. I forgot all year. But after the first games are done, I'm going to post what our picks are for the late games for those who are chasing. If you're chasing, stop chasing. Yeah. Stop picking games and just peck what I'm posting right now. So you don't, so you get some profit, bet everything equally, no parlays equally, right? So you have some money in your pocket as you leave the sports book or as you leave your app and look at your app, you have some money in there. You can buy gasoline, you go to work next day, right? Uh, Raiders plus four. Nobody likes to get beat or blown out twice by the same team. In Reliance Stadium, which means what? The refs read the newspaper. It's an entertainment company. So it's not illegal. It might be unethical. It might be immoral, right? For them to uh, give subtly Raiders calls. But it might be profitable. Raiders plus four under whatever that line balloons. I, I think... Personally, I think this line is going to balloon to 54. It's late Sunday night. Uh, they're chasing, right? And they don't know how to pick games, so they're going to pick you over. <laughs> From Fox Hills all the way to Vegas, to Biloxi, Mississippi, to Indiana, all these sports books. And it's going to be the last regular season game. People love betting 
the favorites in the over. So it might balloon both ways. And people have a lot of money in LA and San Diego. And San Diego has a rich, I have a client, more money than God. Uh, he lives in Virginia and has not missed a Charger game in 25 years. All right? And he apologizes for betting blindly the Chargers in excess of $20,000. Blind. Because he doesn't care. <laughs> That's the world we live in, man. $130 trillion economy. Russia is $1.5 trillion. Apple is a $3 trillion, dot with a T, trillion dollar co uh, company. Russia is a one point. So Apple by itself is twice as big as the whole country of Russia. And it's where uh, China, they're saying they're big. I'm, I'm telling you, China is not bigger than about $5 trillion. So China's number two in the United States is 70 or 80 times bigger than China, trillion. Sports betting market is a $1 trillion market. I got to see the numbers, but as an MBA professionally, if $250 million are bet on the Kentucky Derby, I'm telling you, big games uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles with a $2.5 billion hand there in New Jersey, big games for the Eagles is as much as the Kentucky Derby, about $250 million. We don't get any of the real numbers like you do Wall Street for the prospectus, but doing that analysis, fundamental analysis, looking at this, Raiders plus four and under whatever this line balloons to, it's at 50 now, right? I would say under 50. And you say, Josh, what flew out of your mouth? What's the present value of it, right? Present value is what can I expect from a mathematical standpoint, the results of what just flew out of your mouth? Three years podcast, 65%, 64, now 60, 52.5% is break even. And I'm putting it on tape. You can listen to all those podcasts, all right? $100,000 bankroll. Wife hasn't been paid gasoline since 2011, including last week. I, I videoed her putting gasoline in the car. With a Bitcoin card. So that's the present value of what just flew out of my mouth. And then Scott's present value, he wins every fantasy league he's in. He's been on the podcast with us. He's he's up in the 60s, 52.5% is break even. This year so for sure. What you're about to say is making being people money is very valuable. So what are your thoughts, Scott? Well, I will. I'll take the under because I I agree with you. It's going to balloon up into the almost mid fifties. Right. I was going to take the charges, but then as I heard you break down the game, I'm going Raiders because I think the NFL wants the Raiders in the playoffs. I think the NFL needs the Raiders in the playoffs. They just bring a certain cachet to the NFL. Um, if the Raiders are in the playoffs, everybody from all over the country will come to Vegas for the game. Yeah. Then Go to the state. Yeah, whether the whether the Raiders win or lose their first playoff game, it doesn't matter. They're in it, and that's right. that's what the NFL wants. So I have a feeling, as you said, you'll there'll be this referee's call down the stretch. Chargers score a touchdown. 
holding offense, take the oh, touchdown off. Herbert to Williams, that's a great one-handed catch. It's the yep. two fucking bounds. Yes, it is. Oh, wait a second. Tony Correctly throws a late flag. Yep, yep. Hey, you can go holding on every play. Hold on, what is it? Holding. Yep. Or it's third and 30. They bring Mariota in. He runs. Oh, what are they calling now? The depleted Charger defense. They don't need this. They need to get off the field. Illegal and contact. Five-yard penalty. Automatic first down. And the thing is, the game is where <laughs> the game is where it's in Vegas. Vegas. Let's see the ref assignments. Ref assignments. What will what will happen in that game? Very simply. Fans will be lathered up, ready to go for that yes, game, tailgating all day. Raiders Nation will be in full effect. Brent Musburger in the, the booth. Right. The Raiders have everything going for them in this game. They could win it outright. They're definitely going to cover the four points. And it's going to go under. Right. Low 20s, 24-21 type of game, final score. Um, and, you know, to be honest, uh, the I'm always honest, right? I have a fiduciary yeah. I have to be honest. Do no harm. Uh, but to be brutally frank, better said uh the chargers defense because they are a greek mafia owned team and put mm -hmm. links to the to the spandash and tarpa springs will put links to the lawsuit of spanos's sister saying all the money how can all the money's gone because you kick up right um very possible uh that you know the Spanos family, very they don't want to pay for backups, whatever the reason is. That's the reason I'm I'm saying it based on the evidence, the way I view the evidence it is. Uh, they don't want to pay for backups, so the Raiders can run the ball well, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Olsen's a great offensive coordinator running the ball. Rod Marilyn defensive, so that Chargers don't get a three and out, they're in trouble because they're the right. rusher. So it's Cleet. Blakeman. Yeah, he's not a great referee. He's not great. Yeah, so he, he's going to be, he's going to do what he is told. Good old Blake. All right. So we only got one tie to break, but we'll get Chad's thoughts because he's going to make his own picks without talking to us. Right. Yeah. And we'll get his opinion on it. Uh, we'll get it on Twitter. We'll do like a five-minute podcast with him breaking the tie and telling us the, the teams he thinks. Um, I like it. It's going to be fun the old way because we may be far off, whatever we were thinking about this game, but it's going to be fun watching it, especially if we locked in profit. And then you look at present value, 34 straight weeks of profit. Mm -hmm. So what is the anticipated outcome of what we're saying today, right? So that that literally is the reason this podcast is so valuable. Yeah. Right? Yep. See anybody got any questions on Podbean? No questions today. Have a lot yesterday. So final thoughts, Scott. Man, a lot of fun. Yeah. Still, 
about to be played. Playoffs. Yeah, there's, there's still playoffs and there's still everything else. Um, but hopefully people have taken our advice all year long, uh, made some money. I know Jason has taken our advice and has made, made some nice uh, nice money for himself. Um, you know, the bankroll's a little bit bigger for him. Um, thank you to everybody for listening this whole season. I know we'll be back for the playoffs and stuff, but, you know, thank you to everybody. You know, we all appreciate you listening and the questions and stuff like that. So, let's no, go Robert, make- Detroit yep. fan. Yep. Blew us on Detroit and really helped us with profit getting that 60% as yep. Detroit five against the spread. Yep. Uh, Shuggy, uh, uh, the original uh, spreadsheet always wins his against the spread pool using yep. our pick. And so, we're very happy with that. Yeah. And, and, and- and this has been great. I mean, this this podcast has been great. I know Chad's enjoyed it. I know I've enjoyed the Hawthorne for the last half of the year. You know, we appreciate what you do, Josh, both of us. Um, but let's go make some money. Let's go make some money. Without you guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's all a collaborative effort, and we all listen to each other. And, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that I'm on this podcast. Um, you know, I look forward to the Hawthorne and this every week. Um, and let's let's finish the year off on seventy to eighty percent. Let's uh, let's get it close to sixty-five to end the year and go into the playoffs. So it's just the beginning. Long-term yep. team thing. I literally think we'll be back next year. <laughs> Absolutely, no question, no doubt. And, and it's just the truth, uh, you know. To not just you know using my wife, you know, you uh, my wife using the Bitcoin card, right? Yep. Buy expensive items uh, during the off season. I'll watch a silly show with her, right? So let me watch football. So at the end of Virgin River, actually a pretty good show. Uh, they use my line. I'm like, oh, they're listening to the podcast. This is the truth. Uh, you don't have to pay extra sports, three hundred dollars for analytics that we show you it doesn't work, right? Uh, both analytics teams are 32% against the spread. Betting against them blindly, you never bet blindly. You're way over 52.5% because it's in 60, you know, 63%. Yep. Betting against them. So action sports analytics, paying 300 bucks for them, research beyond the research we've done. Yeah. And if we put into coming up with consistently profitable picks, uh, higher percentage than what you can pay for, right? Mm-hmm. And is that it's not religion or philanthropy. It's a business decision. Uh, like giving free samples when you go to a restaurant, tipping your cashiers, right? Yeah. Yep. Every time you give, and it's really because we do live in a $130 trillion economy, $1 trillion sports betting market, right? Uh, casinos and sportsbooks can be generous with us and there is this money flowing uh, that every time you give, you get 10 times back what you gave, yep. right? Ego reasons, people, same people who uh, don't want to tip are the same people who listen to the podcast to argue with the podcast instead of listening to understand the podcast and then argue. We don't mind if you argue with us. It's not a call. Right. Right. Disagree. But first understand what, what we're saying before you start arguing. Right. And when Churchill got us through the last crisis in the Western world, was World War II, 
with these words. You make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network with uh, emphasis on the N in network.